It's time for faith and life to connect. I first go before God, working on who and what I am before Him and what He's calling me to be as a husband. Where our Christian walk meets our day-to-day life. Dealing with that baggage can mean anything from delaying the marriage to dealing with the baggage. For sure. And where it's okay to laugh a little. Meaningless days, I look at. <laughs> I'm looking at meaningless days and live happily with the woman you love, and I'm trying to figure out how they wind up in the same set. <laughs> We're not saying that the marriage is meaningless. Heaven forbid we say. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for clarifying that. This is The Session with Tom Russell from Heritage Christian Counseling Ministries. What triggers your potential spouse? And that you guys both agree, yeah, they are triggers, and it is, as we grow, something we have to work through. But we're going to give you sort of the grace and space to do that. Well, good morning and welcome to the podcast network at shinefmohio.com. This is the session where faith and life connect. I am Scott here with Tom from Heritage Christian Counseling Ministries. And before we go anywhere today, it is time for a little bit of housekeeping, Tom. Okay. We are going to cover a difficult topic today. We're going to cover an intense topic today. And if you have little ones at home uh, or that are listening, you may want to distract them with something else to do for the next uh, 20 or 25 minutes as we discuss veteran suicide. It's going to be a tough one, so use your discretion as a parent to decide how you may want to do that. I want to say thank you to Michael. Michael's one of the listeners. And I had uh, put out on Facebook some time back, hey, what do you want us to talk about? And it was his suggestion that we talk about this. Okay. So yeah. uh, Michael is a veteran and uh, a Navy vet and served uh, with, with distinction. And we wanted to, I just wanted to say thanks for the suggestion and remind you if you have a suggestion for a topic, you can just email me and, and reach out to me on Facebook. And, you know, we'll be happy to include that in our list of upcoming stuff. Absolutely. And particularly, Scott, as we head into the holidays, there may be some really important topics of some of our listeners are facing. Yeah. Serious, funny, we can mess up anything. <laughs> all right. So we get, we got, the, I think all the housekeeping is taken care yeah. of now. I just want to ask you about something you told me, Tom. You had a couple in session right. uh, last week, and you started mentioning something that's a common topic for us called the, the communication highway. And they brought that up. Once you started talking about it and they said something to you. Well, it was really awesome, Scott. What they said to me was, oh, yeah, we were listening to your podcast and you were talking about the communication highway. So I, that is really good because this is a podcast. It can be listened to at other times. And in fact, most often the vice president and I, otherwise known as my wife, listen to it on podcast. So it's really really easy to get there. Yeah. So you yeah you and you can do the same thing if you uh, you can't listen to the whole thing today or if you want to have somebody else listen to this that this might be an important topic for them have them go to the podcast network at shinefmohio.com and you'll find the session there and you find you can go back a couple of years now for Great. previous shows if I remember right I've tried to put. I, I'm trying to go back and put things in. I don't always get there, but right. that's why God gave me an intern this year. So mm. maybe once I get down the line, I can have young Mr. Bryson do that. But yeah. anyway, good. Yeah. we are going to jump into this difficult topic today, and we want to start by turning to God's Word, Tom. Well, and Scott, out of Psalm 34, 18, this message is clearly for the families who may have experienced uh, their veteran committing suicide. And for those who are knowing of families 
that Psalm 34, 18 is so important for us, Scott. The Lord is close to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit. Mm. We want you to know that there is hope today before we say anything. Right. There is hope today, and, and hope's name is Jesus Christ. Amen. And we will give some information out a little bit later on in our time together today. First, some statistics. When we look at the military deaths by suicide, it's jumped 25% from the end of 2020 to now. And that's a significant jump. Yeah, yeah. And we're talking about active duty and inactive those that have already been, you know, those that are serving and those that have been discharged. So it's up to 156 deaths from October to uh, 1st to December 31st. Yeah, there's a 25% jump from the previous year. And the number that we are hearing, depending on the source you look at, is 17, somewhere between 17 and 22 veterans a day are taking their lives by suicide. Next statistic here, Tom, a total of 377 active duty service members died by suicide in 2020. Now, just so we can tie this together, we just said 17 to 22 a day died by suicide, and then we just said 377 for all of last year. Keep in mind, that was just active duty military. So they're, yeah. It's including active you know the 17 to 22 a day is active and inactive those that have come home those that are still serving so the point is it's a staggering number of our veterans and the question is the next thing that we probably ought to broach tom is the why because that is significant what are some of the factors that are going to facilitate that result in veterans thinking that's their best way out well, for one, Scott, the demographics uh, that, that they have, wh- where they are, and they're not necessarily uh, difficult to re- readjust, re-enter. So it, they, it, they don't fit in. So they just don't feel like they fit anymore. Right. Okay. Uh, insomnia. And I've often said I'm a firm believer that insomnia and the next topic, depression, the ne- next factor being depression – they parallel each other. They mask each other. One feels very similar to the other. That lethargic feeling of depression is very similar to that lethargic feeling you have if you haven't slept. So a big difference is if you felt like you've had a good night's sleep, but you still feel kind of lethargic, if you don't feel very motivated, you likely are working on some depression. Are these the two places where you might be talking about uh, the effects of PTSD as well? Very likely could be. Because PTSD is present, it's hard for a veteran to connect with what he's feeling. And now he's entering back into relationships that he may have been away from for a long time, and he can't manage it. He can't deal with it. They're so excited to have him, and yet he sees all the things that have taken place while he's gone, and he feels somewhat left out, and how do I fit back in here? So it's very easy to fall into a state of depression because of it. And the one thing that I hear as I've looked at and heard veteran stories is we're glad to be home. We're glad that you're glad that we're home. Right. But you don't get it. You don't know what we experienced over there and you can't understand what we experienced over there. Give me time to deal with it. Well, yeah. And how about help dealing with it? Yeah. Some of the things and some of the stories, whether it was in session or out of session that I've heard, our son was deployed 
in uh, the Marines twice. And some of the things that he experienced was just incredibly uh, devastating to him. The, the incredible noise and, and sound of a bomb exploding. Well, how about if you go through that day in and day out for days and months? And how does that affect you? You just become numb in, in so many ways. Well, he came back like that. It was two or three Fourth of Julys where he passed up the invitation to come watch the fireworks with us before we figured out, oh, yeah, this is what he experienced. He yeah, he's experiencing what he just experienced, and it wasn't a good thing then. Yeah. Why would he want to go back and relive those memories now? Right. Right. And, and, and that's one small piece of it. Well, we begin to look at the stories of uh, they would go into a village that they had to take the people who were killed there and they knew that they did when you're looking down the uh, sights of a gun at an innocent what appears to be an innocent that they are sacrificing person and it's going to be you or me right now all of a sudden the post uh, experience feelings and coming to grips with the guilt associated with you know what I I killed somebody that that was innocent they're not going to have any more life and but then they begin to connect with, well, that individual was a family member and maybe a spouse and had parents and extended family. and Or come around somebody of that age yeah. here at home. Yeah. And it just triggers that memory again. There we are. Yeah. Yeah. So we're talking about veteran suicide today. You might notice this is a heavier topic than we've dealt with in some time. So use your senses you know, if you are around children or younger ones today that this may or may not be appropriate for. And uh, we'll just we'll trust you to handle that. Uh, another thing is just the anxiety kind of draws from that depression, the insomnia, you know, the anxiety of what they went through there. Oh, that's true. And so anxiety being a factor as well. When we look at the reunion of relationships, well, you know what? They haven't felt their feelings for a long time. And one of the things when your feelings are not right, a warning signal that goes off inside of us is anxiety. So associated with anxiety, this is so eye-opening to me, that associated with anxiety is a tension. And and I've often described it this way. It's the feeling that you get when you're about to have a dinner party and everything's not done 15 minutes before they're going to walk in. (laughs) And, you know, there's a lot of wives out there that can relate to that. Yes. And husbands who've watched their wives, you know, in high gear trying to get ready. Well, that's that tension. Well, when that tension hits relationships that are so excited to see you, and it, those, that tension it can produce uncomfortable comments, well, all of a sudden, we, we have a, an issue happening, and you know, relationships then struggle because of the anxiety present, PTSD that could be present. Those are some big ones that, that really impact. Wow. So this next one, Tom, you're going to have to unpack for me. I'm trying to figure out where we're, how this becomes a factor, uh, and, and it's a tough one to say, sexual victimization. Well, and Scott, I think more so if they were at all, and there's females in, in our armed forces. Right. If they were all prisoners of war. Oh, okay, okay, if they were, okay. I am pretty convinced that's, and then they have to deal with that. Maybe they were a wife and a mother coming home, and all of a sudden, now when the world has stopped, so to speak, life has slowed down, 
and they get these feelings rushing in of what had happened there. Well, that's one of the things that facilitates suicide for some potentially. Okay. Yeah. Now, the one of the other factors that can facilitate suicide is the fact that they're a gun owner and being previous military, handling a weapon is not a foreign thing to them. So they own them. That's in their possession. And you're right. And this sounds horrible, but it's true. They are trained to kill. Right. Well, they, they didn't train to play checkers. Not only with a gun, but I'm sure other ways. And, you know, how many of them are used to the fact that they did have to kill to survive when they were deployed? Right. All right. And the next one is a very common thing with our veterans that are home. And I I always go back to, and I I don't really know why, uh, maybe it's because of the movies, but the Vietnam vets with substance abuse. Yeah. Well, and so when we look at substance abuse, some of the substances really cause you not to, again, feel. And one of the main factors, but I, I got to qualify it too. Those who are believers, Scott, we really want to be able to call upon the Lord for his help and his protective hedge around us as the enemy tries to tempt us with suicide. One of the main reasons we wouldn't do it is the incredible fear that would come over us if we thought about it. Right. When we're taking substances... That fear goes away. Yeah. You don't have that strong pounding fear inside you. I can't do this. It, it facilitates the suicide because there's not that big fear factor. So there, there's a lot involved. And, Absolutely. You know, there's a lot going on here. And there's a, a, a comment you have in our notes here. Suicide doesn't take away the pain. It gives it to someone else. That is so true because... And it was, I would have given the author or, or the person who said it, however, it was that famous one of unknown. <laughs> <laughs> you, you think about it, some would, would say that suicide is selfish because it's not thinking about the other people. So they might, if you committed suicide, might be out of pain, but those significant others around you, your support system, your loved ones, your family, they are left with the pain of you're gone. And that's horrible. So the other sad part of that is those who are contemplating suicide often don't have the ability to think, oh yeah, if I do this, my children, my wife, my mom and dad are all going to be devastated. It's more so because they've got such a heavy heart and so much pain. They're they're thinking, well, they'll be better off without me. Right. Really? See where the enemy can attack our thoughts and deceive us? And this, this is the ultimate battlefield of the mind right here where someone's life is at stake. And that's why we're talking about this today and why we wanted... We want to try and handle it carefully, handle it with the grace of God's word, and to remind you that there is hope if you are one dealing with this today, that there is hope in Jesus Christ, Amen. and to make sure that you reach out to someone for assistance. And Tom, I'm, I'm kind of thinking what I want to do here at the risk of talking on the fly while we're, while we're doing this. Mm. I'd kind of like to hold off on the treatment segment of this until next time. Sure, and move and move that forward one, and and this simply by saying there are things that you can do to get help today. 
right. first of all, turn to a pastor around you to get help, get the hope of Jesus Christ. That's true. That's first. Right. Secondly, uh, there is a veterans crisis line, and that's 800-273-8255 and press 1. The third thing is a group I just found out about a few weeks ago, thanks to a podcast I listened to, and it's called the Irreverent Warriors. These are all past vets, male, female, all branches of service, who are all about raising awareness and preventing veteran suicide because they've been through it themselves. They have mm-hmm. faced the question themselves. Mm-hmm. And Irreverent Warriors is, uh, I don't know much about them, uh, just in, the, in listening to them on the podcast, uh, and I hate to say it, the only thing I can say is Google them. Yeah. And and that would be another option for you if you're struggling with that mm-hmm. today. In the meantime, though, Tom, if someone were to want to start a conversation with you, and right. I know that would be something that would be welcomed, Absolutely. how could uh, they start a conversation with you? Well, Scott, I can be reached at heritagechristiancounselingministries.com. And we thank you for bearing with us today through a difficult topic. We're going to work on it again next week, and you will see the full show notes. Uh, on the podcast network at shinefmohio.com.